Hello and welcome to FortiGuard Live. I am Derek Mankey and joining me yet once again is a very spiffy looking Amar Lakani. How are you doing, Amar? I am wonderful and I'm glad I'm spiffy. I hadn't heard that before. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Canadian speak for looking fresh. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Uh, so good to see you again. Um, you know, a, a lot is always happening at any given week, and we talk about um, you know uh, new developments on on the threat landscape. Of course, cyber criminals uh, rarely sleep, and they're always trying to be innovative. Um, so I wanted to focus on scams, right? I mean, scams have dated back for uh, um, centuries, if not uh, thousands of years, right? Uh, before before the internet and cybersecurity, and we've seen this ongoing, you know, we're always talking about pa patching the human mind and social engineering and how um, attackers are always trying to, um, you know, exploit the human mind. So how do we patch that? Um, well, we got to be aware of all the, the latest lures. And it seems that it's very seasonal, right? So tis the season and tis is always the season, I like to say. Um, you know, we're talking on one of the last episodes about um, every day being a Cyber Monday now for online shopping. That's still continuing. But now it's also tax season, right? And every year when tax season comes, we always see tax-related lures. Um, so FortiGuard Labs, we put out a blog recently on uh, tax scams that we're seeing. Um, this was, you know, purported emails from the IRS saying that was the IRS head department. Um, that's a big red flag because there are no head, uh, it's not an official head department. Uh, in the IRS, um, of course, they were using malicious XLS work, uh, you know, workbooks that led to a dropper that was actually linked to TrickBot, right? So again, the old kind of faces that we see with ransomware and these gangs that are linked to uh, these new tax themes, right? And it's it's this combination of COVID nineteen plus tax that we're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. And why not? I mean, like considering that there has been like so many like tax updates and laws and benefits for everyone, everyone's probably a little bit confused. I mean, like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure even like a lot of accountants are probably having a hard time keeping up with all the changes and laws. So when you see something that comes in your email, you may let you may be like, Oh, yeah, am I am I eligible for this? Does this make sense for me? Not even realizing that that an attack is really waiting for you in the background. Yeah, and uh, other concerning things we're seeing is um, exactly that, you know, for, for a lot of these emergency relief benefits and, and tax, um, you know, uh, tax credits, as an example, everyone wants credits, <laughs> anything that links to obviously the promise of money, people are going to be more, uh, you know, uh, more inclined to click on. So it's, it's, it is more of an effective lure that we're seeing, you know, another one was um, um, a link that was actually redirecting to um, uh, a watering hole, right? So cyber criminals are also targeting government, like .gov domains, as an example, watering holes where they can set up attacks where people come in. Uh, we've also seen ghost returns, right? So these are fake uh, tax return online services. Um, that's obviously um, another big issue. And even now, you know, I, I would hope that that viewers would be, you know, in, um, aware, uh, uh, you know, up to date with these scams, not to be able to click on these, but uh, now we're seeing the COVID-21 lures as well, right? All, all this uh, sort of different innovation pieces that cyber criminals are trying. So it's fast and furious. Yeah, you know what's funny is like we always see attacks happen, and we've said it plenty of times. I know I've said it plenty of times. And whatever is popular in the season, not only with COVID, what's funny is like I'm seeing a lot of attacks happening on the cryptocurrency side. We all know cryptocurrency is going crazy. I really haven't seen this much activity in cryptocurrency since last time 
late 2016, early 2017, when it hit all-time highs at that time around 20,000. Now we're at almost 60,000 all-time highs, and and we're seeing a ton of activities. Any everyone's interested in crypto again, and I'm just seeing like a ton of like fraud happening on a lot of social media channels, just like we're having with COVID. But I'm seeing a lot of attackers now go to cryptocurrency, whether it's fake wallets, fake apps, uh, you know, being being published or downloaded somehow. Whether it's people on Twitter like talking about and hyping up a cryptocurrency coin and uh, having everyone buy into it and then kind of like doing a pump and pump and dump technique uh, you know or something like that or even like people saying hey why don't you donate to this charity and i'll match you know someone will take over some a popular person's uh twitter account or some other social media account and say hey if you donate like to this wallet address we'll donate as well right and it's just a basically an attack because someone's taken over and it's a fake wallet address and so we're seeing a lot of that happening in scams as well yeah, no, that, that's very, very interesting, Mark, because it's it's a shift in um, tactics. I mean, obviously, there's been for years now a lot of uh, crypto mining, crypto jacking happening, but this is sort of the next level, right? Because you have this perfect storm that's happening, like you said. Attackers are always looking. I mean, it, it's a high vehicle, a high traffic vehicle, right? Uh, all these apps, as, as you talked about, there's a whole influx of them happening. And plus this, a lot of people that are just getting up to speed and, and uh, learning about cryptocurrency and wanting to get their skin in the game. And uh you know, and, and all it takes is, like you said, installing a fake wallet or a fake application. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting, something to keep an eye on. The other thing you, you talked about was uh, social media. So keeping on the theme of scams, we're also starting to see uh, now as the world is getting back to, I, I wouldn't call it normal. That's a, a dangerous word to use, but this new model, um, you know, there are, uh, you know, the economy is opening up. There's more jobs opening up. Again, people are looking for uh, to, to follow the money. And, um, uh, you know, in one of our conversations, you're talking about new uh, campaigns that are being run on social media platforms for job offers, fake job offers. Right, absolutely. Right. You know, I'm sure everyone's gotten some sort of job offer on a social media platform, right? And there's definitely, like, the, the problem is there's a, a few that are specialized in businesses, right? And and professionalism. And because of that, you know, when you have someone's name, you have someone's picture out there, it looks like they're coming from a legitimate company. I think there's an inherent trust. So when the, some you get an email or you get a message on these boards saying, hey, there's a job offer. Are you interested? Click here to learn more about it. Or even click here to schedule a meeting or or become one of our candidates that that is something we're used to we've seen that over the years as legitimate ways of contacting people on these social media platforms and now what attackers are doing is they're realizing this so they're registering obviously most likely fake accounts with fake pictures on them it looks like a real person you have that inherent trust you're already trained to kind of click on those links to schedule meetings and on online calendars or like look at the job description but this time when you're clicking on a link you're getting attacked uh, maybe being uh, you know infected with ransomware or some other type of attack, or uh, very least you're being fished at some point, and that's kind of scary because uh, you know, like you said, everyone's getting back to work or trying to get back to work, and people are sensitive, right? I mean, people are trying to like find find jobs, find the right right positions for them, and it uh, kind of makes it scary if they're not really thinking about um, the cyber you know consequences behind some of these links. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it's very personal, right? So, like, we've already seen the broad um, lures that are being done for COVID-19, you know, like uh, HR department, uh, social engineering lures related to jobs, right? Layoff notices, rehiring, different things like that. But this is, again, a broader scope, uh, 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 more effective, I would say. And it's also uh, personal, right? Like, if you think of what people are doing when they sign up to jobs, often they're sending CVs, references, things like this, things that are actually connected to their lives. That can easily be used for you know reconnaissance further social engineering too yeah you know what i think that's uh that's the perfect term i was having a hard time thinking of the word but the word personal i think makes so much sense over here because that's what these scams are are doing and they're doing so effectively especially like you know this year is they're making it very very personal whether you're talking about you know taxes or or benefits or you know uh you, you know stimulus checks or now in this case job offers they're making it very personal and once you get very personal you know you know a lot of study studies show that you're guard kind of goes down and you're not thinking in terms of hey is this a cyber attack you're thinking more in terms of however that's connecting with you on a personal level yeah and people are usually willing to go the extra mile to impress when it comes to jobs right exactly exactly that also lets the guard down for the uh, great point um, so, you know, uh, we put out uh, nearly 50, with FortiGuard Labs, nearly 50 threat signals last year. And a threat signal, for those who are not aware, are a response to things that are breaking uh, in the industries. And um, as I said, <laughs> there's a lot of things breaking in the industry all the time. One of the things that we had talked about um, was, you know, uh, with our threat predictions this year, um, and even hinted at in years past, was the rise of cross, um, everybody essentially being in, in the crosshairs. So not everybody is safe. Uh, that you know we're going to start to see more cross-platform development, cross-platform support. We're already seeing that for IoT malware, OT malware. Now, uh, you know, a, a couple months ago, we put out a threat signal on Silver Sparrow, which was a new uh, Mac. Um, payload that, that we saw. And now there's also with um, uh, the shift to ARM-based processors, a prospect for, for more, even more, um, you know, payload that's going to be happening with that, right? Yeah, so the ARM architecture, extremely popular in IoT devices and mobile phones. And now popularity is rising in normal everyday computing, especially when uh, Apple going to the ARM architecture for their laptops, other manufacturers talking about it as well, major operating systems uh, such as Linux-based operating systems, Microsoft, obviously, uh, already talked about Apple operating systems, all becoming ARM compatible. Um, you know, when malware hits, it not only has to be operating system compatible, but it has to be processor compatible as well. And uh, we're, we're definitely seeing this quick wrap up, I think, from attackers getting really familiar with ARM uh, attacks. I, I do think the attacks that we're seeing, I mean, they're still kind of immature, but I think what's happening is they realize that there's going to be a shift in, in uh, computers and architecture. And, uh, you know, you know, ARM is going to be a major, ARM architecture, excuse me, is going to be a major player for a lot of manufacturers. And so they're wrapping up their skills and learning how to write these attacks on that architecture. And uh, and I think it's going to get, a, honestly, a, a lot more complicated and a lot nastier. I think we're going to start seeing more and more sophisticated attacks happen on that. Yeah. And, and if you think about it in the view of a sort of supply chain, it's, it's that ecosystem, that common ground. Um, we already saw that in the past with the rise you know, 10 years ago of mobile uh malware that was being also had to, had to be cross-compiled for android at the time and other things were, were newly developed anyway um and yeah this whole um basically uh, agnostic platform agnostic i call it right like it's like the golang you know um language that's being used for, for malware because they can hit more targets with it 
that's what the game's all about. Um, all right, so Amar, we're always often talking about the bad things that are happening in the industry, but uh, you know there are good things. One of the the cool things that we're starting to see is that some of the security conferences for the good guys are actually um, getting back to well hybrid models. So DefCon twenty one is one of the first up, I guess. Yeah, DefCon twenty nine uh, this year will be a hybrid model. Uh, so uh, you know, first one of the first major conferences uh, back. Uh, you know, it is. Conferences are always great to uh, meet with our friends, with our colleagues, you know, exchange ideas. Uh, there's been a lot of conferences, virtual conferences the last uh, 12 months. I'm a little virtual conference out and, uh, you know, I think you need to get just that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, you know, that great feeling when you're around your colleagues discussing ideas. So I'm excited that DEF CON uh, 29 uh, will be, uh, will be hybrid. Uh, they will be in person. Obviously I go to their website. I think they're doing pre-registration for, for the first time for DEF CON because they're going to be social distancing. There's obviously going to be the yeah. requirements. Uh, uh, you know, we're not affiliated with them, but I'm really just happy to see that security conferences yeah. are coming back because I think that's going to basically, uh, you know, expand research uh, with uh, everyone as well. Yeah, and it's been my experience. I agree. I think people, you know, it, there's a lot of good news out there and um, good, good things always happen from these events and conferences. And, you know, I can tell you firsthand just in the last 12 months, the amount of even virtually progress we've been able to make in terms of virtual workshops and collaboration and projects has been um, amazing through the work we do with World Economic Forum, Cyber Threat Alliance, um, Interpol, uh, but now obviously it's going to be amplified with um, you know the, the return to these hybrid models. So great stuff. Um, hope to see you there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds great. All right, good speaking with you as always. Uh, once again, this is Derek Menke with 40 Guard Live.